Hey, I'm Dr. Julie, and today we're talking about self-trust and speaking up. What's up? It's Kevin Crenshaw, a.k.a. The Heart Guy. Welcome to The Heartbeat, where we talk about living life from the heart. This is a topic that I have been doing a lot of research for myself, but I'm excited that Dr. Julie's here to be talking about it. I asked her what's on her heart to talk about, and this is what she said, and I was like, yes, let's go <laughs> deep today. Um, welcome to the show. I'm excited you're here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah. So I know that you work with a lot of women and you said that there was some patterns coming up uh, recently in your space around speaking up, having the courage to own your voice and also trusting yourself. I think this can be, um, this is going to be a really good episode. So I guess I'm just going to give you the floor. Like what all do you have to say on this? What are you seeing uh, people struggle with? Yeah, so I I practice in Manhattan. I ha I see a lot of women and um ages maybe from early 20s to late 30s and there's a common theme of really um not trusting yourself in a relationship or in terms of communication with others. So a lot of times we can we have sensations in our body or um, we can feel something or even say it to ourselves privately and then not saying it out loud actually has a lot of effects that can come up under just how you're feeling. If you're feeling mm -hmm. something, you're not communicating it, your body can show signs of that. You know, you could feel really tired or you can not want to be intimate with your partner or you can um, you can become really kind of passive aggressive. There are different things that can come up when you're not really speaking up for yourself. Um, and part of this is also just learning to tune into what are those signs of how your body is really feeling. Um, mm -hmm. and, and knowing that it's okay to, you know, a lot of this comes up with fear of conflict and, and avoiding difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So I actually, what I love sharing is that sometimes those conversations that are the most difficult to have are actually the ones that help you to become closer and help your partner or um, the people in your life to understand you better. So um, a lot of the work I do is really helping women to push past the fears of, you know, the fear of disappointing others or having others possibly be upset with you for how you're feeling or or even just like putting words to some of those really uncomfortable emotions that can come up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's so important. It's funny that you're mentioning this because I actually made a post, I think it was yesterday or the day before on Instagram that was like, if you're feeling heavy, it's because you're so full of the truth. You got to like speak it up and let it outside yeah. of your body. Um, that's so interesting that why do you think people hold back? Well, I think it is all these what ifs, like the worst mm -hmm. case scenario, the what if um, you disappoint or someone's upset with you or um, there is in your mind this idea of this fallout that might happen if you're really honest about how you're feeling, um, the person might leave or, um, you know, all the worst case scenarios, part of anxiety that your mind really creates these distortions of the worst thing that could happen, which most of the time I talk that out with with my clients and I say like let's go there if the worst thing happens you know you will survive that you can you can handle having someone be upset with you or be disappointed or um, the conflict that a lot of a lot of times we avoid is actually something that could help you to feel more real and could make your relationship stronger totally 
And it's like you have to go and risk it all if you want to, you know, have it all. And I think keep putting yourself out there in the risk and being vulnerable, I think, is the, the hesitation, really. If they see the real me, they see what I actually think they're going to leave or they're going to reject me, which is just picking at the wound, really, from some sort of trauma that's been created. Yeah. And most of the time, the other person is also holding back. And if you're able to be a little more open and a little more, you know, vulnerable and real, then the other person has the permission to do so also. So I think it keeps your relationship superficial when you're not really saying what's on your mind or you're not really, um, you're not really sharing those difficult emotions or also allowing that it's okay that, I mean, one of the main things I teach people is that you're not responsible for other people's emotions. And, you know, just being able to, to recognize that is so much freedom because you're, you know, you give yourself permission that you don't need to take care of someone else's emotions, just like nobody needs to take care of your own. Um, humans are supposed to have really, difficult feelings and we have a whole range of emotions we experience and you don't you're not going to die from a really painful feeling but you can actually really get in trouble when you're not letting yourself feel Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah right so how does one how does somebody speak up they know they need to say something what's that perspective shift or what can somebody do if they're in that position well imagining that it's going to go I think a lot of times we distort what we think will happen. So mm-hmm. envisioning yourself doing it effectively and what's the outcome that you're wanting and really mm-hmm. thinking about what you're wanting to happen rather than we focus so much on what we don't want to happen. Um, and again, releasing the need to control what happens because once you say something, um, it's not up to you how the other person is going to respond. Um, and right. so the the experiment is really just just taking the risk to share what you want to share um and also i i think it really does help to to pause you know when emotions are high we can end up saying things we regret so i'm not i'm not advocating for just like saying anything anytime mm-hmm. any place right. but really reflecting and and thinking about what it is that's coming up for you. What's the most important thing that you do want to communicate? Let's say in a relationship, if it's hard to talk about something that you're experiencing and really thinking about um, using, you know, an I statement, that's really helpful. If we come at people with, you know, putting them on the defense by saying, you're doing this, you're doing this, that's not going to open up a deeper level of communication. People really get guarded. Really speaking from your own feelings, because that's really hard to argue with when you're sharing vulnerably about how you feel. You know, I feel sad or I feel scared or I feel hurt. Um, sharing that helps people to, to listen. Um, yeah, because it disarms. It's, it's not an attack at that point anymore. It's, it's just sharing how you feel. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think giving yourself permission that it's okay to share how you feel. It's okay to also admit how you're feeling to yourself. A lot of times we don't admit how we're feeling and that's what comes out. And, you know, mm. your body communicates that to you and you're, you're tired or you're not feeling well. And um, so being honest with yourself and pausing and thinking about what, how you want this outcome to look like ideally what you would like that to look like, but also mm-hmm. letting go of the trying to control that. 
Right. So it's just literally in being vulnerable and saying, Hey, like one thing that I tell my clients is like, Hey, I know this isn't your intention, but I'm feeling this way. What can we do about it? And kind of also being willing to maybe you're the one that has to change a little bit. It's usually both people shifting. So instead of like, Oh, I don't, I'm not enjoying this or I need to, we need to set a boundary here. I think when we come at it from that attack, then the other person gets on the defensive and you're not cooperating as a team at that point. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like what you said about inviting the other person to say, what can we do here as a team? Because it takes two people to, you know, you're affecting each other in some way. And mm-hmm. sometimes when you get into a difficult conversation, you want to be heard and you having one person speak at a time is really important to really be able to hear the other person. And right. to take it in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So how can people then trust what is showing up for them? Because I mean, that's another big thing too. If we're going to own our voice, we also have to trust it and, um, you know, trust the guidance in that. No, that's the most important. I think what you're saying right now is that the key part I have right. women bringing up, uh, you know, wanting my advice on on giving them permission to feel a certain way. And I think that's where you first, you can give yourself such a gift by saying, your body does not lie to you. And there are signs or, or feelings that come up that are real. And, you know, people get triggered sometimes from things from the past. And, and that can be confusing because you can have a reaction to someone or something that's a lot more exaggerated than the reality. Um, but it's still real. It's still how you're feeling. So trusting that your body doesn't lie, it's communicating to you and tuning in with yourself and trusting that the, the feelings you're feeling, even if it is fear or anxiety, you know, being curious about it and not pushing it away and trying to really tune into to ask yourself what is what's coming up for me right now because when you are having a strong reaction to someone or something um it is important to really to to be curious with yourself rather than acting on that immediately really trying to to process that and to trust what comes up mhm so I, I know you know for some people they have a hard time trusting uh themselves cuz maybe they have said something in the past and it all you know all every time i like I become vulnerable. I just end up hurting people. Um, so then they shut off or every time that I end up, it's like a subconscious belief thing that's happening. Like every time I'm vulnerable, people leave, um, which can be true. You know, if you're not being upfront and honest in the beginning, which is why that's happening as a byproduct. So how can somebody rebuild trust within themselves? Because you can't give what you don't have. So if you're trying to get trust from other people, most of the time it's not going to happen simply because if if you don't have that trust within yourself um and you know jealousy will enter and all these other things so how can somebody build that self trust so that they can just allow themselves to speak up instead of force it to happen yeah you know there's that saying the relationship with yourself sets the tone for all other relationships mm-hmm. so it really starts with you and building an ability to to know yourself. And I think that's also key with a lot of the women I work with and they come in wanting to build confidence or build self-esteem. The first part is really getting to know who you are today. We walk around with these stories about ourselves from so long ago that are really outdated and are t- it's time to kind of put them to rest because they're not accurate anymore. And so 
I think one really great tool to start to get to know who you are today and not, you know, who you were in high school or who you were as a kid or who you, who other people think you are, um, is to start journaling and to start kind of creating a new narrative for yourself. And, you know, um, this doesn't mean you need to be a great writer. It doesn't mean you need to even know what you're going to write about. It just, you know, waking up having some time to yourself and just writing what comes up and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, that's just one tool to, to get to know yourself and to, to start setting some positive intentions. And so I think, like you said, you can't, this isn't going to happen overnight. If you don't feel like you can trust yourself, you're not going to just trust yourself tomorrow, but, uh, it takes time really, you know, building better experiences, more positive experiences with yourself and taking some risks that, um, you know, it may not come out perfectly and it's possible you might hurt someone if you're, you have, even if you have the best intentions, but, mm-hmm. you know, practicing self-compassion is also another really great tool to, to humanize all of us that we're not perfect and that it's possible that we're not, even with the best intention, that it may not go as we planned. Mm-hmm. So how then do you practice self-compassion? Self-compassion. So I always say, if a best friend came to you with this struggle and they were having a difficulty, like they're they're having a hard time trusting themselves, how would you talk to them? You'd probably be kind. You'd probably be forgiving and um, you'd you'd be patient with them. And, and so really trying to provide yourself with the same amount of compassion and kindness that you would to someone you care about. Mm, I love that. And that's a good visualization as well. I've in terms of, you know, having a friend to come into your space, um, just, it puts it in perspective. And I think with the right perspective, you really can allow yourself to, to view through life through the eyes of love instead of, being in first person because I think a lot of times when we're in first person, we're in our trauma, we're in our shit, we're in our negative beliefs and our inner critics super loud, but literally just zooming out as if you were like a bird on a tree looking in at the situation, like you can really see it from a different perspective and that just gives you a whole new experience and meaning to things. Yeah, we're so much harder on ourselves than anybody else. And mm-hmm. if you did have a friend who was struggling or, or was doing the same thing and was really tired of it and wanted to change, my guess is you wouldn't meet them with um, impatience or frustration or be harder on them. So I think going back to this, if this has been a struggle for you and you are having trouble trusting yourself and it's been this way for some time and it's hard to speak up and to know what you want to talk about sometimes it's really just knowing that this is going to be a process it's not going to happen overnight and really trying to practice that self-compassion that you would provide for anyone else Mm -hmm. totally i love that perspective well i know that we could keep chatting about this for quite a while because there's a lot here on speaking up but where can people find more about you and what you do so um my website is askdocjulie, A-S-K-D-O-C-Julie.com. If you sign up for my mailing list, you get a free self-esteem guide. So if you want to sign up, that'd be great. Or you can find me on Instagram at askdrjulie. Um, that's the handle. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this convo and, and just helping other people speak up, trust themselves more. I really appreciate your input. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you. Well, everybody go check out her stuff. She's awesome. As you can tell, she has a bunch of amazing things to say. 
Um, so go check out her website, go check out her Instagram. And as always, put some heart into everything that you do today.